This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Vision Sunday. You guys ready? All right. Well, why do we talk about Vision Sunday? It's because, first of all, we look at various things that drives the vision of the church, but more also and importantly so, your vision. What is your vision? And let me bring this scripture up here. It says, beliefs determine behaviors and behaviors determine results. In other words, family, we're talking about what is your beliefs? Do you believe in God? Don't you believe in God? Do you believe that it is just a fairy tale? Or do you believe maybe there's just something out there? How do you behave? How do you react? How do you engage? Because your beliefs drives your behaviors. Your behaviors are, what do you believe in? What do you do? Do you go to a church? Don't you go to a, ch- uh, a church? Do you go to the pub? Do you smoke it up? I don't know. What is your behavior? And that determines the results in your life. So if you have lung cancer, it's that 20 Lexington. That's the result because of your beliefs and of your behaviors, right? So this morning... We are talking Vision Sunday, and it's important for you as a church to understand what is our beliefs, what is our behaviors, and what is our results, so that you can say, hey, I believe that, I'm going to behave like that, and I want to see that result in my life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, let's look at a couple of things, maybe just to dispel a couple of myths, because people would say, Pastor Johnny, it's just all about the numbers in this church. Well, let's look at point number one. First of all, it is God's will, not the church's will, not my will, not Apostle Theo's will. It is God's will for our church to grow. Why do I say that? Look what the Bible says in Luke. For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and to save the lost. That's our mandate. Amen? So here, we don't grow for our own egos. Oh, look at me. I've got 5,000 people under my span of care. Our church is 25,000 members. So by the way, that's the number. But we're not talking about that. Amen? We don't grow for our egos. We grow because God so loved the world. Amen? That is the reason why we grow. Number two reason. My growth potential is different from yours. Many of us are at a place where you feel, man, I have achieved everything I can in my life. I've grown so much. And there's somebody else that says, well, I'm just starting out. I don't even know where to go to. I'm like a little sprout coming up here, and I need to grow and to learn more things. So each and every one of us are on different levels or potentials of our growth in our life. And so therefore, it's important for us as a church to say to those that are starting out, hey, this is the way. And even for those that's been here for a long time, that's achieved so much, to say, hey, continue the way. And that's the purpose, really, of why we have Vision Sunday. Look what it says here. It says, God never intended for you to stay where you started. Amen? So you can't just say, well, you know, I'm now 25 years old. I've got all the maturity in life, and I'm just ready now to sit and just wait and see what's going to happen. No, that's not what God has intended for you. He wants you to go more. You might say, but Pastor Johnny, I've been serving in the church for 30 years. Surely that's enough. No, God wants more. God wants more. My life is just so cool right now. Well, God wants more. Well, my life is going nowhere exactly. God wants more. Amen? Why? 
because of this statement. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. We can see it is a principle from the Word of God. You are not called to be a bump on a log, in the words of Apostle Theo. Amen? God blessed them, said, be fruitful and multiply. Amen? Number three reason why we have Vision Sunday. I can get better. How many of you would agree with that? Amen? I can get better. Just this morning while fighting with my wife, coming to church, I can get better. Amen? Don't put up your hand still. because I didn't ask that question. I'm just... Just a little survey here. Some of you are too eager. I can get better. Amen? So therefore, John Maxwell says, we need to go from a gold mindset, from just being about the figures. How many people do you have in your church? How many people have you got in your group? How many people are coming to church? How many this? How many that? We need to go from a gold mindset to a growth mindset. You see, now it takes all the pressure of us because we normally have to worry about the goals, but now the growth is each and every one of our responsibility. Amen, family? D.L. Moody says it in a brilliant way. He says, our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at something that really doesn't matter. How many of you know that you've done things, man, you spent your life on it and it really doesn't produce any results? So the question is, what matters? What is the things that, are, that matters? Four things we see. Number one, lost people must be saved. That is the goal of the church. Lost people must be saved. Secondly, those lost people that now, that now become saved, they need to be pastored. Somebody needs to take care of them and look after them. Thirdly, pastored people must be trained. They need to be equipped because each and every one of us have received the gift. And then number four is that trained people needs to be mobilized. Not to have all the degrees on your shoulders and now you've arrived. No, you need to mobilize the people and you need to be mobilized to get to the people. Because there's still the best way for church growth is you inviting somebody to a life-giving service. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So how do we achieve this? How do we achieve this? We go back to Isaiah, which is like a vision statement. The Lord Jesus actually gave us the vision statement for the church. And it is appropriate for us to read this again. And many of you are going to say, Pastor Johnny, I've heard it so many times. Well, you need to hear it again. All right? Because it's good for you. Amen? And everybody said? Amen. Huh? There we go. It's out of my hands now. It says here, yeah, Isaiah 61, I love this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Jesus speaking prophetically, Isaiah proclaiming this prophetically. He says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. And I want you to know that God has anointed the church. Say this with me. God has anointed me. To do what with that? Don't say that, I'll tell you. To proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. We have many people. You might be worshiping, raising your hands, smiling, but perhaps deep down inside, there's a broken heart. But at least you're reclining all your weight upon the Lord, all your sorrows, all your bondages upon the Lord and saying, Lord, today, bind up my broken heart. But God can do it, yes, but he's gonna use you and I to do it. As we sit down, as we connect, as we talk, as we discuss things, I come to know 
Where's your brokenheartedness? It's the vision of the church. And Jesus says, you and I need to do this. To proclaim freedom for the captives. So many people that are caught in addictions. Challenges that are holding you back. Limiting you from what you can become in God. Many of you should be way further in the things of the Lord. But some things have held you captive. It's time to let go, family. We can't hold on to those desires and pleasures of life, but we gotta move on in the things of God. And to release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord. Come on, this is the year of the Lord. Every day is the year of the Lord. Every year is the year of the Lord. Come on, family, amen? It's not like, well, whenever God comes and proclaims a year, that's the year that I will leave all my sexual addictions, all my drug addictions, my alcohol, that's it, I promise you. And I will tie that year, Pastor Johnny. Proclaim the year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. You rather want to be on this side where you're ready before, not at number 99. You don't want to be a foolish virgin. Amen? Remember, they were believers, but they didn't have the oil of God, the anointing, the presence. Because they thought, well, when he comes, we'll just trim our lamps. We'll just increase the anointing, thinking that you can increase the anointing yourself. Amen? You've got to be ready. And that's why we do what we do here. So we can bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. So many people in the church are going through life today where they've been labeled. Oh, he's the drunk guy. He's the guy that left his wife. He's the guy that beats up on his wife. Oh, shame. She's the one that receives all those beatings. You know, that blue is not mascara. It is what it is. Hang on. And we start to define people because of the ashes instead of their beauty. And that's what we want to do here at church, family. We want to bestow beauty instead of ashes. We don't care what you're going through. Are you also going through it? I'm so glad to hear it's not only me that's going through it. I'm so glad to hear someone else is going through it so that we can have a meaningful conversation so that we can deal with these issues. Amen? Here sits Pastor, Pastor Folda. Her husband passed away three, four weeks ago. But she renews her strength in the Lord, and we bestow beauty instead of ashes. Amen, family? That's what we want to do here at church. That is the purpose why we're here. Not to highlight your problems, but to tell you, hey, man, I'm also going through that thing. Let me help you. Amen? The oil of joy. Come on, I want to hear some joy in the auditorium. Instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of despair. And listen to this. And they shall be called. Okay, go back. Okay, all right. And they shall be called the oaks of Brakpan. I mean, they shall be called the oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. Some of you, your lives are falling apart. You feel like a ruin. We will rebuild the ruins together in Jesus' name. Amen. That's his vision for the church. To reach out, not just to preach and give your money. That's all good. But it's to really connect and to be part of what we're doing right here at church. So that we can rebuild the ancient ruins and uh, 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 of the devastated nations. Amen? Now, when we do that, that's all the belief. That's what we believe in. Amen? 
That's our behavior. What is our behavior? Let's look at this. He is the one, this is our behavior. He is the one we proclaim, admonish, and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. You see, if I care for you, if I understand where you're coming from, if you're going through the same stuff, I can connect with you. I can talk to you. I can, I can make it better for you. Present everyone fully mature in Christ. And to this end, I strenuously, I love this, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Amen? God is working in me. God is working in me. Say that with me. God is working in me. So what is that behaviors? That turns into, uh, into let's say, results. Proclaim Christ to them. We've got to proclaim the word. Family, you don't have to know all the knowledge, okay? But just tell them your story. Just tell them your story. Well, one day I was washing the dishes and the Lord overpowered me and I just became born again. And for someone will say, but there are 10 other housewives standing washing plates every day that are perhaps saying, man, that will be an amazing experience. Amen? Now, that's not admonishment, but proclaim, proclaiming. Amen? Secondly, admonish them. We are, we are not just going to give you some nice stuff to hear. You're going to be number one. You're going to be number two. Nowadays, it's, oh, if you come last, you get a price as well. No, we're going to admonish you. Amen? In the word. Not my own perception, not my own opinion, but what the word says so that you can know when you are going wrong, family. Otherwise, we are all on the glory train and we're all going to go to hell happily. <laughs> Amen? I thought I would hear some joy regarding that one. Still no joy. Okay, right, fine. Let's see. Maybe there's something else. I can. Okay, let's teach them then what to do once we've admonished them. I mean, that's good. Amen. So we've got to teach you then what is the way? What can you believe God for? How can you stand on the word? How can you make the word yourself so that you don't even have to go to your friend or your pastor or to connect with somebody and say, I'm going to take the word of God. I'm going to use these scriptures. I'm going to stand on them and I'm going to do them so that I can present myself fully mature before the Lord. Amen, family. That is what the vision is all about. Look what it says here. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, I really pray that listening to this message, that the eyes of your heart, if your heart ever had eyes, it's revelation. When revelation comes to your heart, it's when the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope. Know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So because of that, We've developed four values and four programs right here at Christian Family Church. The first one is to know God. Number two is to find freedom. Number three is to discover your purpose. And number four is to make a difference. Let's break them down for you quickly. Number one is to know God. It says here, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. To know God is not just to have a relationship with God, but to worship Him, 
to receive the Spirit of God, but to experience Him. And that's why we go to great length to make sure that everything is perfect in our services. Services that you enjoy. Services that you can worship to. So much so that some of you whistle, some of you scream, some of you groan, some of you excited, some of you worship. And that is just amazing that you, are, that you get to know God in that environment. And that you will be my witness in Jerusalem so that they, you will then be empowered to go and let other people get to know God. Those who accept this message, family, to know God, they were baptized, and about 3,000 were added in one day. When we know God, strange things, unusual things, sudden things can happen. There was 120 in the upper room, but in one moment with the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, Peter spoke, and 3,000 came to the Lord. You can do it too. You should do it too. Amen? So therefore, reaching the lost must be our primary purpose in this church. So therefore... We create services that saved and the unsaved people love to attend. We want people to come to church where they know that there's a presence of God. That's what they've been yearning for. We don't want people, when they come into the church, to be distracted, to say, geez, like, I don't want to go to that church. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. It's so religious. We wanted to make an experience. We want to create services. And we constantly work at it to make sure that we create a great experience for the saved and the unsaved. We exist because of the unsaved. That's the only reason. This is not a happy, clappy club. This is the unsaved club. Amen? Number two, we've got to find freedom. I love this scripture, because sometimes when we talk about freedom, sometimes we get confused about what it is. But let me, let, me, let me give you this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other, confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I love that, family. That means that when you are going through things, maybe sinful behavior, some, some things that are, that, are, that are bugging you down, pulling you down, holding you back, keeping you captive, talk to someone about it. Find that freedom, and we create that freedom. That's why, yes, we do have pastors in the church, but you don't have to be a pastor with a badge to be able to minister to someone. If you're a, just a member of this church, you are qualified to minister to someone. Amen? You can lead people. If you're a team leader, you can even help them better and give them next steps on what it is that they need to do, and so on and so on and so on through the thing. You don't always have to speak to a pastor. Those that are leadership in this church, they are vetted by what we do here. They know what to do. They are awesome leaders. Come on, let's just give it up for the leaders of this church. Amen. So confess your sins to each other. How do we do this? I love this statement. Real life change happens in the context of relationships. When you're having a, a miserable day and your husband gave you grief this morning, when you go to the hairdresser that you don't really even know. Yeah, let's want to tell you, listen, I can't believe it, man. That guy, I mean, he's just sitting there. He's not cleaning the gutters. Every, you're telling your whole life to them. It's true. Nails, yeah, you won't. Because I've got an hour to kill now with my nails. So let me just tell you about my problems. You do that in any case. You must probably are doing it in any case with the friends around you. Whatever you're doing on the outside, just bring it into the church. 
Come and talk to us. Come and talk to our leaders. Become part of our free market groups, as we call it. Free market so that you can be free. You're not, if you like this group today and you don't like it tomorrow and you want to go to another one, no, no problem. Then you move there. You've served here for six months or been part of this group. Now you want to move. Free to go. Free to lead. Free to be involved. Free to do what you, and it's not just Wednesday nights at two o'clock. Then we've got to do word worship, all those things. No. You can do whatever. You can drink coffee and mug and bean, the three of you. That's your group. Amen. And it can be on a Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Doesn't have to be at Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Whenever you want to, as long as life change is happening in a group. Amen? But Pastor Johnny, how do we pray in front of everybody? If you pray, great. If you don't pray, doesn't matter. Because life change happens in the context of relationships. Amen? So therefore, we created small groups. I love this where people can experience community, find freedom, and grow. They can create community. We've got so many free market groups. All our groups is free market. Some study the Bible, some do this, some do that. And even if you, and I love this in freedom, if you're having a challenge, we can help you, which brings me to this point, is that freedom groups are starting on the 11th of September in a week's time from now. And emotional restoration, if you're perhaps struggling with some addictions or challenges in your life that you just can't break free from, then perhaps what you need is emotional restoration. Come so that we can emotionally restore you in Jesus' name. Amen? That's what we can do for you. Hey, and then also, so by the way, Hey, why don't you join? If you say, Pastor Johnny, I've arrived in the church. I know everything there is to know. Hey, why don't you join our ministry leadership program on Bible College? Won't you enroll today? Go, go, go to the Bible College and enroll. Be part of something. Man, if you don't like it here, we'll give you a list of 10 churches that you, we can refer you to. Don't stay here if you don't like it. But if you like it, can I get a big amen on that one? Then, hey, come on, become involved. And I'll talk about that now. So join our church. Be, qualify for a ministry leadership program certification. Amen. At our Bible college. All right. It will enrich your life so that you can be everything God has called you to do. Number three, discover your purpose. I love this. We have different gifts. Okay. I don't like working in children's ministry. But there are some of you, you absolutely adore it. Snort, horror, everything, you know. Ah! I tell you, one minute, I'm out of there. I'm so glad God said, you've got different gifts. It's not my gifting, okay? That's why I'm five-minute grandpa. When I'm with my grandchildren, five minutes. Okay, where's your mom and dad now? Come, you know. Time to go home, buddy. That's why I go to jump, okay? So you can jump there for an hour. <laughs> And then they still, they still a lot of energy off that. We have different gifts, amen? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay, don't worry, we're not recording this session, okay? We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. God knows five minutes is my max. And I'll be good at five minutes, but after that, yes, man, hey, let's just lay back. Don't you want to watch Barney or something like that, you know? Just chill, relax, you know? Amen? So Christ himself... Look at what he gave, and look at the reason why he gave it. Let's not focus on, the, focus on the titles. That's why I didn't make it yellow. Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to do what? To equip his people for works of service. Yeah, Pastor Johnny, you guys are just using us as cheap labor. You're missing it. If that's your reason, step down and resign. Yeah, free labor and cheap labor. 
Yeah, oh, okay, not cheap because we don't pay you. But in any case, you know what I mean, okay? He <laughs> say, oh, just free labor, okay? Why don't you employ? We've had this. Why don't you employ more people? You're missing the point. <laughs> We're giving you an opportunity to discover your purpose so you can live out your purpose. Amen? We don't need you. But you need it. You need it. Amen? I said, now it's gone quiet here. <laughs> the pastors are the equippers. Or I like to maybe call it the leaders. The leaders are the equippers. And the people are the ministers. You have been called to the ministry of reconciliation. You must minister. Yeah, but Pastor Johnny, I have just now completed first year. I'm not sure if I'm ready. You ready? Pastor Johnny, I'm a team leader. I'm not sure. You ready? You ready? And where you, where you miss it, you ask somebody above you, and they'll help you because they are leaders to equip you. You don't have to know everything. The leaders will equip you, but just minister. It takes nothing. Will you pray with me? Yeah, no, well, uh, uh, tonight at 8 o'clock. No, do it right there because I forget, and I never want to say, did you pray for me? Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> I think so. No, I do that most of the time. People say, won't you pray for me? I say, now, give me your hand. Let's pray right now. And we pray. And then it's like, whew, it's off my shoulders. Okay, I don't have to worry about that. I mean, I'm say, now I'll pray for you, brother. Pray, I'll pray for you. You never pray for them. Don't put up your hands. I know it happens, okay? <laughs> so be, be equippers and do the work of the ministry. Create a growth track. And today, now what is growth track? Growth track is a four-step simple process where we tell you about the church. Now today, we're starting with step one of the growth track. And it's simply, if you love what we do, you say, yes, I'm having so much fun here. Free coffee, free books, free pens, free babysitting, lacquer. Just remember to take your children home afterwards. Don't leave them there, okay? <laughs> Everything is lacquer. Then join the church. Today, we're going to ask you, don't you want to join us? And like I've said before, family, and we mean it, if you don't like the church, we'll give you, can you recommend a couple of other good churches? We'll recommend a couple. We've got 10 at least good churches in the city. And we'll recommend them to you so you can rather go there. Because if you're happy there, then rather go there. But we want you to be happy here. Can I get a great, great amen for that? Amen. So we create a growth track. Teacher Jody, so she's passionate about this. Where is she now? She's most probably getting ready. Oh, there she is. Okay. All right. Where people can discover their spiritual gifts and passions. 80% of people do not know what their passions and giftings are. So we'll help you discover it. Today, step one, you're going to learn about how do we, this church, and who's the senior pastors and leaders, what do we do with the money of the church? You can go, I want to, I, I'm going today. I dare you go. <laughs> you can take notes. Gotcha. Then number four, make a difference. Now that you've been so equipped, all those degrees, all those certifications, all those qualifications, all the steps done, all the leading, all everything. Come on, we need you to make a difference. No, you need to make a difference for your benefit because of the gift that God has put inside of you. We create merely the opportunity, the, the, the chamber in which you can make it come alive. It's for your benefit, not for ours. It's for your benefit. Now look what it says here. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Bear fruit. Don't be like the fig tree that Jesus came and says, you look pretty on the outside, and he cursed it. Be the fruit tree with the leaves, with the pretty, 
but also with the fruit. Amen, family? All right? I know some of you are very uncomfortable right now. You know, you're looking down, pretending on my phone I'm taking notes. You know, you're feeling like, good, I'm glad. That's the admonishing part, okay? Is everybody still okay with me? All right, okay, good. God has called every hard, sorry, God is already hardwired every person to live a life of transcendence. It's in your DNA to be transcendent. What does the word transcendent mean? It means to go beyond and to climb up. It is, God has not high, uh, hardwired you to be average and to go back. It's not normal for you to be average and go back. God has hardwired. It's in your DNA. Everything in your being, you know it as you sit here. God has called you to go beyond and to climb up. To live a life of transcendence. And if it is not for yourself, do it for other people. Do it for the people that you will lead. Do it for the people that you will influence. Come on, let me just lean in as I say this. Do it for the people that one day they will come to you in heaven and say, thank you for preaching the word. Thank you for helping me through that difficult situation. Thank you for doing what needs to be done. Amen, family. Live a life of transcendence. And so because of that, we have created a dream team. There's Pastor Evert, okay? The dream team director where people can serve on a team connected with a God-given dream. If you, I've always said this. If you love running on the roof, then create a group and do that, but not at this church, okay? We'll find other roofs for you, okay? But whatever it is that you love, just do it. Whatever you've been doing. Yeah, but I cycle with some ungodly people. Lacquer. Bring them. I've got a running group. Half of them sway so much while they're running. I won't repeat, but they're part of my group. Two of them has been to church already and I'm working on the other 11. Amen. Oh, I thought they all had to be saved. No. Wherever you are, everybody's welcome because the church exists for unsaved people. Amen, family. So let me talk to you about that right now. You might be here today and you, you've been part of what, what we've been talking about, but perhaps you've just gone halfway, you haven't completed every, every step there is for you. Perhaps you, you can serve better. Maybe you got the qualification and you thought, well, it's my time to rest now. There's no such thing. Use the gift. You don't want to be or hear you lazy and slothful servant given you one, you couldn't even give me interest on that. Admonishing. But now I'm teaching you. Become part of what we do here. Use your gift. Not to please me. Not to please anybody else. Not to show how great you are. But to show how great He is. Because you are a testimony of what God has done in your life. Amen, family. Come on. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Praise God, praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one walking around at this time, only the workers, the leaders. If you've been here today, perhaps as a member, perhaps somebody invited you to Vision Sunday today, then we want to say, welcome home. So great to have you here, but you've got to take another step. And so let me give you a next step. 
And that next step will be the following. If you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, and you've heard today, you've seen the scriptures, that is by Christ alone, He has given you this. He's hardwired you this way. The gift inside is not you that are great, but what He has given you. There's no one on this earth that can do what you do. That's amazing. You've been created because there's no one on this earth that can do what you do. But Pastor Johnny, I've done nothing. I've accomplished nothing. There is nothing on this earth that can be done other than by you. You have a special gift inside of you. God wants to unlock that. So if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, then today I'm gonna give you that invitation by simply raising your hand and praying a prayer. Or perhaps you hear today, you say, Pastor Johnny, I used to serve God, but sadly I've backslidden. I no longer serve Him. And perhaps I've just been sitting on the side and blaming everybody for my situation. I wanna come back. I wanna restore my life. My friend, He's waiting for you. He's waiting to restore you to your rightful position. So if that is you, the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and say a prayer with me. Or perhaps you're here today, Pastor Johnny, I don't have assurance of my salvation. I don't know what's gonna happen to me if I were to die today. I've been living in fear about it. I've been thinking about it a lot. Hey, 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 listen to me. Just come back. And if you pray this prayer, you can have assurance of your salvation. Amen. So now that's three invitations. I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life. Number two, I want to restore my relationship. Or number three, I want to have assurance of my salvation. If that is you, at the count of three, won't you raise your hand right now? One, two, three, wherever you are. In the name of Jesus, thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you. I see those hands. Not because of me, not because of what I'm saying here today, but because the Spirit of God is now moving upon your heart. I sense in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit is moving upon the hearts of so many people here this morning. Make right. Make Him Lord and Savior. Have assurance of your salvation wherever you are in Jesus' name. Now I'm gonna ask each and every one of you that raised your hand to say this prayer with me. But I sense in my heart there's still more people I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little bit more time. I'm not gonna beg you. I don't need to beg you, because it's a work of God. I can do nothing to save you. Jesus has done everything there is to do. Spirit of God, move upon the hearts of the people. If you still have not raised your hand, then raise your hand now in Jesus' name. One, two, three, quickly. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say this prayer out aloud with me. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord God, forgive me of all my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me so I can go free from this day. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. I say it with my mouth. I believe it in my heart that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Congratulations. Well done. And we're going to give you a great round of applause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. 
If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 